Later on, we got highlights of last night's baseball game, some good stuff from softball. Georgina Korik resumes her role as the American Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Week, also some women's golf, but start off with the passing of a legendary basketball coach for USF, none other than Lee Rose, who passed away at the age of 85. I definitely remember Lee Rose as a youngster. I was 10 when he became the Bulls head coach, being very excited about it for many reasons. My family is from Kentucky, and he is a Lexington guy. Played at Transylvania University, which, if you didn't know, is kind of as you're walking up to UK, it's right there. It's a smaller Division II school, but knew about him and certainly knew, but kind of forgot how stunning it was that he was the coach at Purdue. And Joey Johnston wrote a great story about Coach Rose, who passed away at age 85. He had been suffering from Alzheimer's and some other health concerns. Eleanor, his wife, was with him when he passed. Did not realize at the time that. Purdue had just gone to the Final Four, and he was only there for two years. And he went from a team that, after taking Charlotte to the Final Four for the first time and only time in its history in 1977 with Cornbread Maxwell as a star, and basically they lost a nail-biter to Marquette where Marquette would turn around and win the championship. So he was almost a champion coach at Charlotte and then took Purdue to the Final Four and decided right off that he was going to leave for Tampa. Stunned the college basketball rankings because the Bulls weren't exactly a established program at the time. They had five different places that they called their home courts. He knew that the Sundome was just becoming a thing for that first season. The Sundome's dedication game was Coach K's second game as Duke coach, December 2nd, 1980. First season got the Bulls to the NIT. They were 6-21 the previous year, 1980-81. They went 18-11. More than 10,000 fans saw the Bulls. Cut a 13-point game down to two in the final minute against UConn. It was that exciting. And he got them to the NIT a couple more times. Never had a losing season in six years. Again, the program was 6-21 and before the Silver Fox, Lee Rose, took it over. They made the Sunbelt Conference Final in 1985. So that was their best chance to make the NCAA tournament, as we know they would a few years later. Love what Tony Greer had to say about him. In the article written by Joey Johnston on GoUSFBulls.com, Coach Rose made USF basketball matter. He brought us together and showed us how to do it. He put us on the map. So Lee Rose passes at the age of 85, but man, oh man, we will never forget what he did for the USF men's basketball program. Before we get into some Travis Trickett audio, got to say this, and this is, listen, it's happening all over the place, especially at a place like UCF, which now has a new coach. Remember, we do the conference news at the end of the hour, so we'll talk more about the whole situation then. But UCF's basically entire roster is going to have to be rebuilt, and they are not going to be anywhere close to the conference championship outfit that they put on the court this year. Well, it looks like USF is going to lose its point guard. Elisa Pinzon has entered the transfer portal, and this is nothing that's reportedly. You can actually go online and see the transfer portal, and she and Mihaila Lazic have both entered it. Pinzon, of course, has been the point guard the last few years. It will be interesting to see if the Bulls bring in somebody new. Ariel Wilson was brought in this last year but didn't get that many minutes as the backup point guard. And remember, Maria Alvarez played actually very well at point, the one game that Pinzon missed, but hurt her knee at the end of the year, so no telling if she'll be ready for the start of the next season. Pinzon, really a valued member of the team, oftentimes went 40 minutes, if not the entire 40, then practically 40, and she apparently is moving on for her last year. Now on to Travis Trickett, offensive coordinator. Actually, a trio of new Bulls spoke as well. We will hold 
them off until tomorrow's show. So you'll hear the saga of Mike Lofton, the offensive lineman from Clearwater, who started off at UCF but has come to his senses, along with a couple of Clemson transfers, Joe Ajo, the receiver, and Michael Dukes, the running back. That'll be on tomorrow's show. But here, an update. I love where Travis Trickett's mind was when he asked how he feels about how things are going. I would say leaning towards happy, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm leaning, and I, I would just say happy. I should say lean toward very, uh, I'm ex, um, excited. I've got a little bit of anticipation because I know like not all of our pieces are totally out there. And it's starting to come together these last two weeks, you know, and I mean, it's the newness, the comfortability now is the newness is off. Uh, the tra- that transition for everybody's a little off, you know what I mean? Again, for, for me too, because again, adopting the verbiage and that kind of stuff too. So now it's just, it's easy. Relationships are there. Uh, that's what I'm excited about. I, I love whenever we got practice, like I'm excited to get out there. I'm excited to get around the guys. And the guys are excited. They got some pride about them with what we're doing. And and uh, the pieces are starting to come together. There's some confidence. So, um, again, the, by no means are we where, where we need to be. And that's coach talk, but it's true. Like we all, like we are nowhere near where we need to be uh, for the standard that we want to hold to. But the excitement is there. He did use that word quite a few times and even kind of busted himself for it. Talking about some of the missing pieces, offensive line would certainly be one of those categories that they're hurting at right now. It was fun to be out there at practice for about 45 minutes. If you missed my videos, it's at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P. And really all up and down the roster, got to see some of the new guys. Tutorian Hansford, funny, he is listed as a defensive end, but he really does kind of look like a linebacker. He wears that number 28. So I think rush in, but also kind of outside linebacker sort on the defensive side. But of course, we're talking about offense with Travis Trickett here. And great to see, of course, Timmy McLean firing balls in, Jimmy Horn, also Xavier Weaver. I think that's a guy you almost forget about, but he is so solid and really probably their best receiver. And really, you see Jaron Mangum take a couple balls up the middle. You almost forget how incredible he was last year. The highlight, of course, is Timmy McLean, but they've got some other very important pieces. Having said that, of course, we had to be asked about the progress of Timmy McLean, and I found the new offensive coordinator, Travis Trickett's answer, to be very thorough. I mean, there's a few things. Number one, consistency. You know, uh, you know, last year's true freshman, you had that kind of excuse, you know what I mean, and come from, you know, Sanford Seminole High School is a great school. They won a championship. Like, you, you won there. But high schools, it, college is a whole different, especially FBS football. So consistency, number one. Um, and that's just everyday routine. The consistency in the routine and the habits and the practice habits to those things. Number two would be decision-making, um, making sure that he is improving that aspect when it comes to just knowing, like, what to look at and then making the decision. Because when, you know, when we know what we're doing, he's pretty good. And then when it's – He's not sure, and the eyes wander. That's where, okay, see a little, see a lot, right? Um, so that's the saying he gets as oh, I would say the decision making, and then the third thing is just protecting the ball. If he can protect the ball and be to be a distributor, and I use that word like I mean, I'll, he's a player. He makes plays without question, and those that's great. But like, let the play make itself. If it's just there. Like you don't just you don't have to, and make sure you protect the ball at the end of the ball. At the end of the day, we got another down to kick the ball or to probably, they've got another down to play the ball and then every drive it's with kick, right? So if we could protect the ball, eliminate turnovers on that aspect, you know what I mean? Make sure we're protecting the ball in the pocket, um, be really good with our decisions. So the pocket presence and all that kind of stuff works into decisions because if you're good, we get the ball out quickly, we're good on that. And then the consistency and the habits for a young guy, that's, and that's all young quarterbacks. I love 
Tim McLean. I, I love all our quarterbacks. I think they're, they got, they're all individual differently. But Timmy has got such a good heart. He wants to be good. Um, he wants to be he, – he wants to succeed. So now it's showing him me and then laying out the how-to with how he needs to get it on a daily basis and following up with him on that and making sure he's doing it. And then just, just stacking days. That's where we're at right now. We're just stacking days. And you hear the questioners on Zoom, and I probably fall right into this line of almost just assuming Timmy McLean is the starting quarterback. We kind of all do, but there's some other guys that are pretty talented as a coach on the offensive side speaks to. Trey Marsh and Byron Brown, and then we have a few other guys too. Um, Trey and, and um, Byron have taken the majority of the reps. You know, we got a guy that George Smith out with injury, Ridge and Ryan are two other guys that are young guys that are progressing. Um, but Trey is, uh, he's had, he's gotten for sure better over spring. Uh, it's really with Trey, it's, Stacking days, it's stacking, it's understanding the habits that it takes to be a quarterback 24 7, 365. And the term I always use is heavy as the head that wears a crown. You know, when you're quarterback, like everybody wants to be quarterback, so sometimes it's time to be the quarterback. And uh, so that means like the preparation, the leadership, the example you got to set, and everything that you do, whether it's workouts, whether it's training room, whether it's academics, it all goes across the board. And that's where. He's improved in the last few weeks. Um, it's, a, it's a continuous daily attack for him. He's got tools. He's got a ton of tools. And um, it's just fine. And him getting comfortable, you know, you know, him getting comfortable with understanding, like, what I'm hot for, what I'm looking for. And he's, he's understood that. Maybe the first week, it's not like he wasn't really sure how, you know, like, when it comes to, like, it's just different. I'm probably different than what he's been coached in the past. And it's probably a little bit more like what he had down at uh, Miami Central. <laughs> but, uh, uh but he's done really well in the last two weeks, three weeks. He stepped it up. Again, I'm looking for just the consistency now with him. I mean, Trey Marsh has got all the building world, so I'm excited about him continuing to take those steps. Byron Brown is a uh, young guy that early enrollee um, should be doing high school prom right now, and he's here. And what I really like about Byron is he's, he's an old soul, so to speak. I mean, he is as, uh, his favorite drink is like milk. He drinks like two gallons of milk a week. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a, he's just, and he's always got a smile on his face. He's such a good young man. Parents did a great job raising him. I'm tickled that he's in our room. He's got some ability. What I preach about Byron is that his mental maturity for a young guy is extremely high. So you can coach him like an older guy. And you don't have to kind of just guide him along because he's hungry. He wants to be really good. So I hold him to just the same standard that I hold the other guys, you know. So I really like our room. I mean, I think we got eager guys that are young. I mean, right now it's just for all of them, it's understanding how to be a quarterback at this level on a daily basis and what it actually takes and that commitment to be the guy that they all want to become. How about that? You know, you talk about Timmy McLean, you want to go right to his ability, but hearing that he has a good heart makes you smile. And Byron Brown, an old soul, 6'3", 193 pounds out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey. Maybe get a chance to see him this Saturday. In fact, we know we'll get a chance to see him this Saturday because everyone will play. Essentially, it's on the roster that's healthy in the green and white game. We'll get more into that, of course, on Friday's show. But remember, we're on the air at 5 o'clock on Saturday, a full one-hour pregame. You'll hear Jim Lauk speak with both coordinators, Mr. Trickett, along with Bob Shoup and Jeff Scott. Also, we've already got a couple of interviews that Joey Johnston has done with Donovan Jennings and Antonio Greer. So that's going to be part of our pregame show. And don't forget the halftime show, which won't be a show. It'll be a very spirited flag football game with some famous bulls of the past. 
Remember, if you can't make it there, you can listen to it on USF Bulls Unlimited. And if you can make it to the game at 6 o'clock at Raymond James Stadium, you can also listen to it on replay. We'll give you plenty of replays. We replayed the baseball game early this morning, and we'll do it again throughout the day on Wednesday. But it won't get as many airings as we had originally planned because it was not a good outcome. Bulls lose 13-10. to 10. A lot happened. We'll trim it down for you. We'll also tell you about the softball players that got weekly honors women's golf as well and we'll preview a new classic football game that's set to debut thanks to one of our fans on twitter that's all coming up next and remember the hour ends at about five till with around the american stay tuned this is bulls beat